Act Two of the Purgatory of St. Patrick by Pedro Calderon de la Barca, translated by Dennis Florence McCarthy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Second Hall of a Tower in the Palace of Egerius. Scene One Luis and Polonia yes polonia yes for he who betrays inconstancy has no reason for complaining that another love is gaining on his own that fault will be ever punished so for who proudly soars that does not fall therefore tis that i forestall philip's love howe'er so true he is nobler to the view as one nobly born may be but in that nobility which one's self can win and wear i with justice may declare i am nobler far than he i more honour have obtained than on philip's cradle reigned let the fact excuse the boast for this land from coast to coast rings with victories i have gained three years is it since i came to these isles it seems a day three swift years have rolled away since i made it my chief aim thee to serve my highest fame trophies numerous as the sand mars might envy has my hand won for thy great sire and thee being the wonder of the sea and the amazement of the land louis yes thy gallant bearing or inherited or acquired has within my breast inspired a strange fear a certain daring oh i know not if declaring this tis love for blushes rise at perceiving with surprise that at last hath come the hour when my heart must own the power of a deity i despise this alone i'll say that here long thy hope had been fruition but that i the disposition of the king my father fear but still hope and persevere scene two philip the same philip aside if to find my death i come why precipitate my doom but so patient who could be as to not desire to see what impends how dark it glooms then what pledge may i demand of your faith this hand not so how to hinder it i shall know more of this i must withstand woe is me wilt give thy hand to this outcast of the wave and o thou to whom pride gave the presumption to aspire to a son's celestial fire knowing that thou wert my slave why thus dare to come between me and mine because i dare be what now i am nor care more to be what i have been it is true that i was seen once your slave 
for who indeed can the fickle wheel control but in nobleness of soul the best blood of all your breed i can equal nay exceed exceed me vile homicide wretch in having thus replied you have made a slight mistake no if such you did not make you've done worse say what you've lied villain traitor strikes him in the face oh ye skies for so many injuries why not instant vengeance take when volcanic fires awake in my breast and hell flames rise they draw their swords scene three egerius and soldiers the same what is this a lasting woe a misfortune an abuse a sharp pain a fiend let loose from the infernal pit below let no one presume to go twixt me and revenge reflect fury breathes immortal breath vengeance has no fear of death nor for any man respect i my honour must protect seize him let the man who sighs for his death obey you'll see how the boldest fares for he even before your very eyes shall be slain that this should rise follow him in desperate mood plunging headlong in red blood like a sea both wide and deep thus courageously i leap seeking philip through the flood all enter fighting scene four but i wanted this alone after what i've heard that he who escaped from slavery and to distant rome had flown now with purpose too well known as to ireland come again where proclaiming the new reign of the faith he has enticed many to believe in christ rending all the world in twain a magician he must be since condemned so rumour saith by some other kings to death he though tied upon the tree in an instant set him free with such prodigies of wonder that the earth within whose womb the dead lie as in a tomb trembled the air groaned and thundered dark eclipse the sun lay under deigning not a single glance of his radiant countenance to the moon from which i see that this patrick for tis he lords it over fate and chance awestruck by the prodigy fearing they may punish be crowds attend him on his way and tis said that he to-day comes to try his spells on me let him come and once for all wave in vain his conjuring rod we shall see who is this god whom their god the christians call by my hand must patrick fall were it but to see if he can escape his destiny or my will subvert and master he this bishop he this pastor he pope's legate though he be scene five the captain soldiers luis a prisoner the king 
Lewith, sire, without delay we secured, but not before he killed three and wounded more of our company. Christians say, why do you no fear display, seeing now in angry mood my hand raised to shed your blood? But in vain do I deplore, since he this deserves and more who has done a Christian good. Gifts, not chastisement, should be thine to-day, for it is plain, it is I should feel the pain for conferring good on thee. Ah, take him hence, and presently let him die, and be it known why from him has mercy flown. Tis not for his crimes or guilt that this Christian's blood is spilt, tis for Christ's belief alone. Exunt. Scene six. Luis. If for this I die, to me thou the happiest death allottest, since he for his God will die, he who dies to him honour, and a man whose life is here but a round of cares and crosses should be grateful unto death as the end of all his sorrows, since it comes the tangled thread of a wretched life to shorten, which to-day the evil phoenix of its works that now prove mortal would revive amid the ashes of my wrong and my dishonour. Then my life my breath were poison, venom would my breast but foster, until i had shed in ireland blood in such a copious torrent that though base it might wash out the remembrance of my wronger ah my honour lo thou liest by a ruthless foot downtrodden i will die with thee united we too will together conquer these barbarians then since little but a span at best belongeth to my life a noble vengeance let this dagger take upon me but good god what evil impulse with demoniac instinct prompteth thus my hand i am a christian i have a soul and share the godly light of faith then were it right mid a crowd of gentile mockers thus the christian faith to tarnish by an action so improper what example would i give them by a death so sad and shocking save that i thus gave the lie to the works that patrick worketh since they'd say worship only their own vices most immodest who deny the soul its eternal joy or torment of what use is patrick's preaching that man's soul must be mortal if the christian louis ennius kills himself he can't acknowledge its eternal life who'd lose it thus with actions so discordant he the light and i the shadow we would neutralize each other tis enough to be so wicked as even now to feel no sorrow not repentance for past sins 
rather a desire for others yes by god for if escape fortune now my life would offer europe africa and asia i would fill with fear and horror first extracting here the debt of a vengeance so enormous that these islands of egerius would not hold a single mortal who should not appease the thirst that insatiable longing that i have for blood the lightning when it bursts its prison portals warns us in a voice of thunder and then twixt dark smoke and forked fires that take the shape of serpents fills the trembling air with horror i too gave that thunder voice so that all men heard the promise but the lightning bolt was wanting yes ah me it proved abortive and before it touched the earth was by dallying winds made sport of no it is not death that grieves me even a death of such dishonour tis because at last are ended in my youth's fresh opening blossom my offences life i wish for to begin from this day forward greater and more dread excesses heavens tis for no other object scene seven polonia luis polonia aside now with mind made up i come louis an occasion offers ever as the test and touchstone of true love by certain knowledge have i learned the imminent danger of thy life the wrath grows hotter of my father and his fury to evade is most important all the guards that here are with thee has my liberal hand suborned so that at the clink of gold have their ears grown deaf and torpid fly and that thou mayest see how a woman's heart can prompt her how her honour she can trample how her self-respect leave prostrate with thee i will go since now it is needful that henceforward i in life and death am thine for without thee life were worthless thou who in my heart dost live i bring with me gems and money quite enough to the most distant parts of india to transport us where the sun with beams and shadows scatters frost or burning scorches at the door two steeds are standing i should rather call these horses two swift lynxes air-born creatures thoughts by liveliest minds begotten they so rapid are that though we as fugitives fly on them an assurance of our safety we shall feel at once resolve then why thus ponder what delays thee time is pressing therefore shorten all discourse and that mischance which disturbs love's plan so often may not offer an obstruction to so well prepared a project first before thee i will go issue 
while in specious converse i divert thy guards and give to thy coming forth a cover even the sun our project favours which amid the west waves yonder sinking dips his golden curls to refresh his glowing forehead exit scene eight luis a most opportune occasion to my hands has fortune offered since heaven knows that all the show of apparent love and fondness which i proffered to polonia was assumed it being my object she should go with me where i seizing on the gold and costly gems she carries so might issue from this babylonian bondage for although in my person was esteemed and duly honoured still twas slavery after all and my free wild life was longing for that liberty heaven's best gift which i had enjoyed so often but a great embarrassment and a hindrance were a woman for the end i have in view since in me is love a folly that never passes appetite which being satisfied no longer care i for a woman's presence how so fair or so accomplished and since thus my disposition is so free of what importance is a murder more or less at my hands must die polonia for her loving at a time when there's no one loved or honoured had she loved as others love then she would have lived as others exit scene nine the captain then the king philip and leogar to sad sentence of his death have i come by the king's orders here to read to louis ennius but what's this the door lies open and the tower deserted ha soldiers no one answers ho there guards come hither treason treason enter the king philip and leoger why these outcries this commotion what is this that louisenius has escaped and from the fortress all the guards have fled my lord i saw entering here polonia heavens beyond all doubt twas she who released him that her lover he dared call him you well know jealousy and rage provoke me to pursue them a new troy will to-day be ireland's story exit give me to a horse in person i these fugitives will follow ah what christians are these too who with actions so discordant one deprives me of my rest and the other robs my honour but the twain shall feel the weight of my vengeful hands fall on them for not safe from me would be even their sovereign roman pontiff exeunt scene ten a wood at whose extremity is paul's cabin polonia flying wounded and luis with a naked dagger in his hand oh hold thy bloody hand though love be dead let christian faith command 
my honour take, but, oh, my poor life's pair, that suppliant at thy feet pours out its humble prayer. Hapless Polonia, since creation's hour, beauty has ever one unvarying dower. It brings misfortune with it, it is this, makes beauty rarely live long time with bliss. I, who less pity feel than any headsman who e'er held to death's steel may by thy death procure my life since with it i will go secure if thee i bring where fortune's hand may guide me i bring the witness of my woes beside me by whom they may pursue me track me discover me in fact undo me if here i leave thee living i leave thee angry vengeful unforgiving leave thee in fact to be one enemy more and what an enemy thus equally i grieve thee thus evil do whether i take or leave thee and so tis better thus that i a wretch cruel and infamous false impious fierce abandoned wicked band by god and man should slay thee by my hand since buried here within the rustic entrails dark and drear of this rude realm of stone my worst misfortune shall remain unknown my fury too shall gain a novel kind of vengeance when that slain remaining satisfied that philip too by the same stroke has died if in thy heart he lived and then mine ire will need no victim more except thy sire through thee first came my first disgrace the cause of all my shame and so the first of all on thee my vengeful strokes shall furious fall ah me my fate pursuing i have but only worked my own undoing like the worm that by its subtle art spins its own grave hast thou a human heart i am a demon so to prove it die thus god of patrick listen to my cry he stabs her several times and she falls within she fell on flowers there sowing both lives and horrors in her blood outflowing thus now with greater ease i can escape and carry o'er the seas in many a gem and chain treasure enough to make me rich in spain until so changed by time disguised by wandering in a foreign clime i may return to reap my vengeance for a wrong doth never sleep but whither do i stray treading the shades of death in this dark way my path is lost i go whither i do not know perchance escaping from my prison bands to fall again 
into my tyrant's hands if dark night doth not my sight deceive yonder a rustic cabin i perceive yes i am right i'll knock i can't much err they'll know the way he knocks scene eleven paul and lucy luis lucy within who's there a traveller benighted his way lost confused distressed good worthy husbandman disturbs thy rest lucy within oh juan how you snore awake there's someone knocking at the door paul within why i am well enough here in my bed he knocks for you so answer him instead lucy within who's there a traveller i say paul within a traveller yes paul within then travel on i pray this cabin is no inn sir not a bit i'm getting weary of this fellow's wit i'll try what kicking in the door will do drives in the door ay there it goes lucy within why juan paul hello awake i say for if i don't mistake the door's knocked in paul within well one eye is awake but underneath its lid the other's laid come with me lucy for i'm sore afraid enter paul and lucy who's there be silent peasants and attend if you would not now your lives should end lost in this woodland waste i sought your door and so my friend make haste to tell me the best way from this to the port where i by break of day may from the coast get clear go right ahead first take the pathway here then left then right again rise where there's hill descend where there's a plain and going thus in short the port you'll reach when you have reached the port tis better that you come along with me or oh, by the heavens o'erhead your blood shall stain the ground on which you tread were it not better cavalier to pass the night here till the dawn appear how very kind you are when least expected are you already to this night infected choose now at once i say to die or guide me don't be vexed i pray if i without more haggling or vain clack select to go and carry you on my back if so you choose tis not that death i fear but just to disappoint my lucy here Luis aside that he may not betray whither i go to those who track my way him from some cliff i'll throw headlong amid the icy waves below to lucy 
you with this consolation here remain your husband will be with you soon again exeunt the two at one side and she at the other scene twelve the king egerius lesbia leoger the captain afterwards philip not a trace of them is found all the mountain hill and valley leaf by leaf has been explored bough by bough has been examined rock by rock has been searched through still no clue wherewith to track them can we light on without doubt to preserve them from my anger has the earth engulfed the two for not heaven itself could guard them from my wrath if still they lived see the sun his disentangled golden tresses far extends over mountains groves and gardens showing that the day hath come enter philip deign your majesty to hearken to a tragedy more dreadful to a crime more unexampled than has time or fortune ever yet recorded in earth's annals seeking traces of polonia through these savage woods distracted i roamed restless all the night-time till at length and amid the darkness half awakened rose the dawn not in veils of gold and amber was she dressed a robe of mourning formed of clouds composed her mantle and with discontented light hidden were the stars and planets though for this one time alone they were happy in their absence searching there in every part we approached where blood was spattered on the tender dewy flower and upon the ground some fragments of a woman's dress were strewn by these signs once attracted we went on till at the foot of a great rock or hanging in a fragrant tomb of roses lay polonia dead and stabbed there scene thirteen polonia dead and afterwards patrick the same turn your eyes and here you see the young tree of beauty blasted pale and sad the opening flower the bright flame abruptly darkened see here loveliness laid prostrate see warm life here turned to marble see alas polonia dead philip cease proceed no farther for i have not resignation to bear up with any calmness against so many forms of wrong against so many shapes of sadness against such manifold misfortunes ah my daughter ah thou hapless treasure fatally found for me grief my feelings so o'ermasters that i have not breath to mourn ah of all thy woes the partner let thy wretched sister be what rude hand and roughing anger raised its bloody steel against beauty so divinely fashioned sorrow sorrow ends my life patrick within woe to thee sin-stained arlanda woe to thee unhappy people if with tears thou dost not water the hard earth and night and day weeping in thy bitter anguish ope the golden gates of heaven which thy disobedience fastened woe to thee unhappy people 
Woe to thee, sin-stained Irlanda! Heavens! What mournful tones are these? What are these sad, solemn accents that transpierce my very heart, that cut through me like a dagger? Learn who thus disturbs the flowing of my grief's most tender channels. Who but I should so lament? Who but I should wail thus sadly? This, my lord, is Patrick, who, having, as you know, departed from this country, went to Rome, where the pontiff, the great father, made him bishop, and a post of pre-eminence imparted to him here. Through all the islands he proceedeth in this manner. Patrick enters. Woe to thee, unhappy people! Woe to thee, sin-stained Irlanda! patrick thou who thus my grief interrupted and my sadness doubled with thy golden words hiding false and poisonous matter why thus persecute me wherefore thus disturb the hills and valleys of my kingdom with deceptions and new-fangled laws and maxims here we know but this alone we are born and die our fathers left us this the simple doctrine taught by nature and no farther have we sought to learn what god can be this of whom such marvels you relate who life eternal gives when temporal life departeth can the soul when it is severed from the body be so active as to have another life or of bale or bliss hereafter being loosened from the body and the human portion having given to nature it being only but a little dust and ashes then the spirit upward rises to the higher sphere attracted where its labors find their centre if it dies in grace which baptism first confers upon the soul and then penance ever after then this beauteous one that here lies in her own blood bedabbled there is living at this moment yes a sign a proof then grant me of this truth patrick aside almighty god for thy glory deign to hearken it behoveth thee to show here thy power by an example what you do not answer heaven wishes for itself to answer he extends his hands over the dead body of polonia in the name of god of course lying stiff here i command thee to arise and live resuming thine own soul and thus make patent this great truth before us preaching the true doctrine and evangel polonia arising woe is me oh save me heaven what secrets are imparted to the soul o lord o lord stay the red hand of thy anger of thy justice do not threaten against a woman weak and abject the dread thunders of thy rigour of thy power the lightning's flashes where or oh, where shall i conceal me from thy countenance if haply thou art wroth ye rocks ye mountains fall upon and overcast me hating mine own self to-day would that to my prayer twas granted in the centre of earth from thy side to hide and mask me ah but why if wheresoever my unhappy fate might cast me there i brought with me my sin see ye see ye not this atlas back recede 
and this huge mountain trembled to its base the axes of the firmament are loosened and its perfect fabric hangeth threatening ruin o'er my head with terrific pride and grandeur darker grows the air around me chained my feet proceed no further even the seas retire before me what here fly me not nor startle are the wild beasts which to rend me bit by bit come on to attack me mercy mighty lord o oh, mercy pardon gracious lord o oh, pardon holy baptist i implore that in grace i may depart hence mortals here o oh, mortals here christ is living christ is master christ is god the one true god penance 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 practice exit scene fourteen the same with the exception of polonia how prodigious how stupendous what a miracle what a marvel what enchantment what bewitchment who can bear this who can grant this christ, christ is god, god the one who should god what a bold deceit is practice here blind people to deceive you in the making of these marvels which you have not sense to see are in an outward show but acted and within are fraud however that the truth be now established i will own myself convinced if in argument shall patrick prove his case and so attend as the grave dispute advances if the soul was made immortal it could never be inactive even for a single moment yes and every dream that passes proves this truth because the dreams that engender numerous phantoms are discourses of the soul that never sleeps and as these shadows simulate the imperfect actions of the senses a strange language and imperfect is produced and tis thus that in their trances men dream things that are at once inconsistent and fantastic well then this being so i ask was polonia when this happened dead or not for if but only in a swoon what mighty marvel then was done but this i pass if she really had departed then to one of the two places heaven or hell so named o patrick by yourself it must have gone if it was in heaven twas hardly merciful in god to send it back into this world to hazard a new chance of condemnation when twas once in grace and happy this is surely true if likewise it had been in hell tis adverse to strict justice since it were not just that that which by its badness once had earned such punishment should again be given the chances of regaining grace it must i presume be taken as granted that god's justice and his mercy cannot possibly be parted where i asked then was her soul here egarius the answer i can see that for the soul sanctified by holy baptism heaven or hell must be its goal out of which by god's commandment speaking of his usual power it can never more be absent but if of his absolute power there is question god could drag it even from hell itself but this is not what we have to argue that the soul doth go to either of those places must be granted when tis severed from the body once for all by a mortal absence to return to it no more but when otherwise commanded to it to return 
it waiteth in a certain state of passage and remains as twere suspended in the universe not having any special place allotted for the almighty mind forecasting all things when from out his essence as the exemplar the fair pattern of his thought this glorious fabric he brought forth the light and gladness saw this very incident and well knowing what would happen that this soul would here return kept it for a while inactive seemingly unfixed yet fixed this is the authentic answer that theology that sacred science gives to what you have asked me but another point remaineth there are other places mark me both of glory and of pain than you think and of these latter one is called the purgatory where the soul of him who happily dies in grace is purged from stains sinful stains which it contracted in the world for into heaven none can pass till these are cancelled and thus there tis purified cleansed by fire from all that tarnished till to god's divinest presence pure and clean at length it passes so you say and i have nothing to confirm what you advance here but your word some proof now give me give me something i can handle something tangible to convince me of this truth that i may grasp it and know what it is and since so much power and influence have you with your god implore his grace that i may believe the faster some material fact to give me something that we all can grapple not mere creatures of the mind and remember that at the farthest but an hour remains in which you must give me sure and ample signs of punishment and glory or you die these mighty marvels of your god here let them come where the truth we can examine for ourselves and if we neither heaven or hell deserve to have here show us then this purgatory which is different from the latter so that here we all may know his omnipotence and grandeur mind god's honour rests upon you tell him to defend and guard it exeunt all but patrick scene fifteen patrick here mighty lord dart down thy searching glance armed with the dreadful lightnings of thine ire winged with thy vengeance as the bolt with fire and rout the squadrons of fell ignorance come not in pity to the hostile band treat not as friends thy enemies abhorred but since they ask for portents mighty lord come with the blood-red lightnings in thy hand of old elias asked with burning sighs for chastisement and moses did display wonders and portents in the self-same way listen o lord to my beseeching cries and though i be not great or good as they still let my accents pierce the listening skies portents and chastisement both day and night i ask o lord may from thy hand be given that purgatory hell and heaven may be revealed unto these mortals sight scene sixteen a good angel at one side and on the other a bad angel patrick bad angel to himself fearful that the favouring skies may accede to patrick's prayer and discover to him where earth's most wondrous treasure lies like a minister of light full of scorn i hither fly it to chill and nullify covering with my poison blight his petition then give o'er cruel monster for in me his protecting angel see but be silent 
speak no more. To Patrick. Patrick, God has heard thy prayer. He has listened to thy vows. And as thou hast asked, allows earth's great secrets to lie bare. Seek along this island ground for a vast and darksome cave, which restrains the lake's dark wave and supports the mountains round. He who dares to go therein, having first contritely told all his faults, shall there behold, where the soul is purged from sin. He shall see with mortal eyes hell itself, where those who die in their sins forever lie, in the fire that never dies. He shall see in blessed fruition where the happy spirits dwell, but of this be sure as well. He who without due contrition enters there to idly try what the cave may be, doth go to his death, he'll suffer woe. While the Lord doth reign on high, who thy soul this day shall free from this poor world's weariness. It is thus that God doth bless those who love his name like thee. He shall grant to thee in pity bliss undreamed by mortal men, making thee a denizen of his own celestial city. He shall to the world proclaim his omnipotence and glory by the wondrous purgatory which shall bear thy sainted name. Lest thou think the promise vain of this miracle divine, I will take this shape malign which came hither to profane thy devotion and within this dark cavern's dark abyss fling it there to howl and hiss in the everlasting din. They disappear. Glory, glory unto thee, mighty Lord. The heavens proclaim, miracles attest thy name. Wonders show that thou must be. Calling. King. Scene 17. The King, Philip, Lesbia, Leoger, the Captain, People, Patrick. What wouldst thou? Come with me through this mountain woodland drear, thou and all thy followers here, thou and they shall see therein the dark place reserved for sin, and rewards delightful sphere, they shall have a passing view, of a sight no tongue can tell, an unending miracle to whose greatness shall be due, their amazement ever knew who its secrets shall unveil. Yes, a perfect image pale, in the wonders guarded here, shall they see with awe and fear, of the realms of bliss and bale. Exit, followed by all. Scene 18. A remote part of the mountain with the mouth of a horrible cave. The same. Look, O Patrick, for you go turning towards a part forbidden, where the light of the sun is hidden, even in the noontide's glow. Through this wilderness of woe, even the hunter, in pursuit of his prey, ne'er placed a foot on its tactless wild walks green since for ages it has been shunned alike by man and brute we for many and many a year who have lived here from our youth never dared to learn the truth of the secrets hidden here for the entrance did appear in itself enough to make even the bravest heart to quake no one yet has dared to brave the wild rocks that guard this cave or the waters of this lake and for auguries we heard borne the troubled wind along oft the sad funereal song of some low nocturnal bird be the rash attempt deferred let not causeless fear arise 
for a treasure of the skies here is hidden what is fear could it ever me come near in an earthquake's agonies no for though the flame should break as from some sulphurous lake and the mountain sides run red from the molten fires outshed they could ne'er my courage shake never make me fear scene nineteen polonia the same oh stay wandering from the path astray hapless crowd rush indiscreet turn away your erring feet for misfortune lies that way here from myself with hurried footsteps flying i dare to treat this wilderness profound beneath the mountain whose proud top defying the pure bright sunbeam is with huge rocks crowned hoping that here as in its dark grave lying never my sin could on the earth be found and i myself might find a port of peace where all the tempests of the world might cease no polar star had hostile fate decreed me as on my perilous path i dare to stray so great is pride no hand presumed to lead me and guide my silent footstep on its way not yet the aspect of the place has freed me from the dread terror anguish and dismay which were awakened by this mountain's gloom and all the hidden wonders of its womb see ye not here this rock some power secureth that grasps with awful toil the hillside brown and with the very anguish it endureth age after age seems slowly coming down suspended there with effort it obscureth the mighty cave beneath which it doth crown an open mouth the horrid cavern shapes wherewith the melancholy mountain gapes this then by mournful cypress trees surrounded between the lips of rocks at either side reveals a monstrous neck of length unbounded whose tangled hair is scantily supplied by the wild herbs that there the wind hath grounded a gloom whose depths no sun has ever tried a space avoid the gladsome days of fright the fatal refuge of the frozen night i wished to enter there to make my dwelling within the cave but here my accents fail my troubled voice against my will rebelling doth interrupt so terrible a tale what novel horror all the past excelling must i relate to you with cheeks all pale without cold terror on my bosom seizing and even my voice my breath my pulses freezing i scarcely had overcome my hesitation and gone within the cavern's vault profound when i heard wails of hopeless lamentation despairing shrieks that shook the walls around curses and blasphemy and desperation dark crimes avowed that would even hell astound which heaven i think in order not to hear had hid within this prison dark and drear let him come here who doubts what i am telling let him here bravely enter who denies soon shall he hear the sounds of dreadful yelling soon shall the horrors gleam before his eyes for me my voice is hushed my bosom swelling pants now with terror now with strange surprise nor is it right that human tongue should dare high heaven's mysterious secrets to lay bare this cave o king which here you see concealeth the mysteries of life as well as death 
not i should say for him whose bosom feeleth no true repentance or no real faith but he who boldly enters who revealeth his sins confessing them with penitent breath shall see them all forgiven his conscience clear and have alive his purgatory here and dost thou think o patrick that i owe my blood so little as to yield to dread and trembling fear like a weak woman show say who shall be the first this cave to tread what's silent philip sire i dare not go then captain thou enough to strike me dead this even to thought leoguer thou surely dare the heavens my lord themselves exclaim forbear oh cowards lost to every sense of shame unfit to gird the warrior's sword around your shrinking loins <laughs> men are ye but in name well i myself shall be the first to sound the depths of this enchantment and proclaim unto this christian that my heart unawed nor dreads his incantations nor his god Egerius advances to the cave and on entering sinks into it with much noise flames rise from below and many voices are heard how terrible how awful what a wonder the earth is breathing out its central fire exit the axes of the sky are burst asunder exit the heavens are loosening their collected ire exit the earth doth quake and peals the sullen thunder exit o mighty lord who will not now admire thy wondrous works exit oh who that's not insane will enter patrick's purgatory again exit end of act two